taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. All right, all right. So. We're getting into discussion. Let me bring our guests on. We've got uh, Darren Armstrong, City Point member. We've got Reverend Andrea Clark Horton. Excited to have you guys here. I wanted to maximize today just how much time we have for this discussion. So streamline the service a little bit in order to accomplish that. Thank you guys so much for being with us. I'm going to uh, just do a couple things just to set up the discussion and then we'll jump right in with some uh, with some introductions. Um, so first of all, uh, City Point, thank you guys for being just available and open to being out of the box with this series. It's been impactful. It's been successful, uh, as I talked about earlier. Um, let me say that. Uh, today, we're wrapping the series up. There's a couple things we're talking about. We're talking about roster. We're talking about um, bro tales. Uh, uh, it's kind of like these two pieces on the deluxe album. I'm really excited about getting perspective from Darren. Uh, it's just another another guy's uh, perspective. And I'm also excited about Reverend Andre Clark Horton being with us um, because she is a theologian and, and all kinds of other things. And she'll be able to talk from that perspective and then also from the perspective of uh, of a single woman. So excited about that. I wanna say a few things just as we're just wrapping up this series, what I have been hoping to do throughout this series is to get us to tear down sort of the faulty theology we have around, um, around sexuality, around our sexuality, around intimacy and around relationships. Um, we are uh, not blank slates. And so we tend to approach these things with the biases that we have picked up from the culture. Um, in some cases, they are positive biases. And in some cases, they are negative ones. Some of the things we even picked up from church about relationships, about ourselves, about our bodies. And I've been seeking to throughout this series, along with the help of all of our guests, to get us to start deconstructing and at least asking the question, why do I think what I think? Why do I believe what I believe? Uh, even the, some of the things that we believe because we heard them in church, like some of these things are only part of about a, a hundred years worth of thinking in the church. And when you span it across the 2000 plus years of the church's existence, we see how small of an amount of time there has been this kind of way of thinking. And so that gives us space to ask the question, is that right? Um, is the way that I've been taught to think about my body right? Is the way that I've been th taught to think about sexuality right? And so that's, that's what we've been looking to do. For some people, that is very easy work and you're doing that work in your own lives. For some people, it's a little bit harder because you've been taught um, that, you know, as it relates to, what you heard at church that 
Uh, everything should be dumped in the bucket. Well, God said it and that settles it. But we've been pushing this this month, I hope, to get us to say, hold on a minute. Did God say that? Or did pastor on top of pastor on top of book writer on top of book writer say it? And things can be said so long, so often that it becomes um, gospel truth, if you will. And I think we have to be careful about that. I think we ought to bring our spirit and our brain to church. And that is the type of church that I seek to pastor. So um, I know that the, some have been taught to, to think that way. And this has been a, cha a chance and a challenge for you to um, deconstruct a little bit, uh, decolonialize, if I may, and, um, and for us to, to try to come out better. And uh, so, yeah. So with that, uh, welcome in our guests, Darren Armstrong and Reverend Andre Clark Horton. Let me let you guys introduce yourself. Reverend Andre Clark Horton, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? And then, Darren, you go ahead and introduce yourself. Yesterday, hey, City Point. My, I'm happy to be here with you all. I am Reverend. Uh, I, I am. Uh, and I, I, I hadn't thought of myself like I uh -oh. oh, Andrea, I think your um, I think your internet is, I think your connection is somewhat bad. I'm gonna have Darren introduce himself. I'm gonna take you off for just a minute, um, and so so you can tinker whatever you need to do, and then <coughs> and then come back in. Right. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, good morning, City Point. Uh, glad to be here, Darren Armstrong. Um, even though I'm in Atlanta, I'm still with you all uh, <laughs> uh, ongoing. It doesn't stop. Um, but uh, I am glad to be here this morning and uh, glad to get into this conversation. And um, I miss you all. Uh, it's going on three years being in, in Atlanta uh, now. But uh, I am, I'm here with you all in spirit as always. So uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Davis, and to everybody at City Point for what you all continue to do. Um, and especially, you know, continuing with um, series such as this one, uh, where we have these uh, tough conversations that don't necessarily have to be tough, but these are conversations that we need to continue to have um, as we are in a space of, of, of growing spiritually, emotionally, um, and being better and, and more whole people um, so we can do and be better and, and forgot to use this and work through us. So um, it's good to see you all. Glad to be with you this morning. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Darren. Uh, Andrea, let's try it one more time. Can you hear me? Am it's I, like your audio me? is somewhat, your audio is somewhat delayed. Are you on head on a headset? I'm not. Okay. Try try logging out and like restart restart your device and then come back in. And we'll Darren and I'll go ahead and get the conversation started because I, I want everybody to be able to hear you clearly. Okay. All right. See you in a bit. All right, Darren. So it's going to be me and you for a few minutes. We're going to jump right into it. I'm going to open us up with some prayer. Uh, guys, the chat is live. So feel free as we discuss, feel free to drop your, um, your questions, comments, feedback in the chat, and we can incorporate that into our conversation. Let me open us up with some prayer. Lord, we thank you for giving us this chance and space to come together. Thank you for uh, creating this church that gives us space to, um, to ask questions, to think, 
um, to decolonialize, to deconstruct, to reconstruct. I thank you for that. I pray that your Holy Spirit will supervise and superintend this conversation. And I pray that we will leave it better than we were when we came. Will ultimately just help us be better Christians, better people, better in how we show up for one another with regard to relationships. Help us to not be savages with one another anymore. Uh, help heal the hurts that we have experienced in our relationships. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, let's do this. So I got some questions that I'm going to uh, just kind of read off. So, so Darren, so the Hotels album, I, I've asked kind of pretty much everybody this um, that has been a part of this. When you first heard it, what was going through your mind and did it hit for you? Man, when I first heard it, I, at first I was ready for Jasmine to drop something. Um, but I think it was, I was like, man, this is, this is real vulnerable. This is very raw, um, very, you know, visceral for just hearing the, the personal stories. But they're, you know, they're real, you know, stories that we can relate to. Um, I mean, <laughs> there were just a lot of relatable stories, but it's also it was good to hear kind of experience and then growth through experience and self-awareness through experience. And just, I mean, hearing, I mean, hearing a sister um, just, just have, you know, have our ears um, and our hearts, our hearts there. So it was good to, to have those conversations and it, it sparked other conversations, you know, with, within my peer group, um, you know, with, with my homeboys, my homegirls, you know, um, I, I I love it. And I, I I thought it was very necessary because we don't have these conversations a whole lot. And if we do, there's a certain expectation. Um, and this is what I also liked about it. There's a certain expectation. What why can't sisters have these conversations and why does it have to be taboo? Like why? Mm -hmm. Um so I, I really appreciate that about the project. And uh yeah, it it was a great listen. Great listen. Awesome. Awesome. Man, I, I felt the same way. Like I, I felt like I was privileged to eavesdrop in a um, in a conversation that I'm typically not able to ever hear happen. And I appreciated that. And um, and I felt like although it did not center men at all. It centered women in ways that I think solicited a response if men were willing to uh to respond and and that's really like that was one of the catalysts for me even just feeling led to do the series is in order for us to heal and become better we got to talk about this together right yes um because some of the pain a lot of the pain is pain that we inflict on each other and in order for us to improve our community improve our ecosystem like we got a dialogue about this and there's no better place than the church, right? The community of faith where we call ourselves siblings bonded by the bond of Jesus Christ. That's where that kind of healing should take place. And that kind of vulnerable conversation uh, should happen so we can be better for each other. I'm going to try to get Andrea back in. Hey, third time's a charm. Let's see. Okay. Please tell me I sound better. It's, it's delayed, but we're going to go with it. It just seems like a dubbed over movie or something, but we're going to roll with it. I don't know. I don't know. I pay, pay way to be acting up, up like this. 
Yeah, it's I'm I'm losing some of the some of the words you say. We're we're gonna try to we're gonna try to roll with it. And um worst case, I don't know if it's possible for you to log in from like a like a mobile phone or something like that or or an iPad. To do. You right. and I'm going to work this out. Okay. All right. We're going to keep going. All right. Thank you. Sorry about this, sis. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so Darren, we're we, we going to get into it because me and you, man, we have been like <clears throat> probably for like four years. Like we have real talk, right? And, <laughs> and yeah, so- you know what I'm saying? We know each each other like really well. And we've talked in this space in particular about relationships. So let's just let's get into it. Have you heard bro tales that that interlude bro tales where dude is like she pulled she pulled a me on me? Sure have. All right. So for those who don't know, bro tales <laughs> is on the hotels, motels, deluxe album. And in that uh, interlude, it's the only interlude where there is um a guy talking right and in this one the guy talks about hey i was in college um i had a roster of of women that i was dealing with and and so i met this woman that i was just really madly crazy about and so i told myself i gotta grow up i gotta do i gotta start moving different so i started cooking for this girl um i started driving all the way to her college i and he says i even cut my whole roster um, meaning I, I got rid of every other person that I was dating. And he was like, finally, I had the conversation with her. And I was like, you know, let's take this thing to another level and let's make this thing official. And he said, she was like, bro, I know you ain't getting in your feelings, are you? I told you I was dealing with other people. And, and he was like, when she said, bro, he, he said, that killed me right there. And then, um, he just talked about how he was so tight when he heard her um, say that to him. And and then he closes by saying, I was so embarrassed. She pulled a me on me. And what he's saying there is the way that I have moved around and treated other people. She treated me that way. And so I feel like two things come up for me there. There is this note about what happens when guys are vulnerable and then the vulnerability like isn't like cared for. Um, I wonder how much of a savage he was after that because of that experience, right? I, I tried to be the good guy. I tried to be the romantic. I tried to be the committed one. And because that didn't get taken care of properly, my vulnerability, I'm just gonna be out here in these streets. And so that, that, that came up for me um, yeah, and I'm just gonna stop there with with that one. Want to hear like what came up for you when you heard that? No, th those are all. Yeah, I resonate with all those. Um, I think you know what came up for me was, and I think about this: if you're not already, if you're not already prepared to, you know, show up as that whole person and you know be in a relationship or at least date, you know, with maturity, right? then you try to just cut these things on. Like these are just things that you cut on and that's just not how it works. Um, and so I hear, as I'm hearing him, I'm like, family, you, you're now all of a sudden trying to go a hundred miles an hour, turning a brand new page you've never been in, in a book you've never opened. And 
I think what got me the most was, okay, I'm being vulnerable. Like it's something, it's something special, right? Mm. Like, all right, I'm going to be vulnerable for this sister and I'm going to do this and this and this. And it's, it's, you should already be, I feel like in that space. Um, Cause I don't think vulnerability, I mean, for us, it's not anything to be, it's, it's not a, a an element of weakness. If anything is strength. So to hear him, like, I can understand his pain and to be, and to be, to be honest, you know, men, we have the most fragile egos, period. We just do. Um, we're fragile as, as heck. So to hear <laughs> his ego crushed and I'm like, fam, you have to listen with your, you know, with your eyes, with your ears, as well as your mouth. So if, if we're in these situations and we're not communicating because I, if she had told him, Hey, this is what I've got going on. And he's still trying to wear her down and convince her. Then he's doing that to himself. Right. Mm. Um, (laughs) But we just really have to have these conversations and just be honest. Like what, what am I seeing from this person? Uh, What are the words that are being said? And so those are the things that kind of, you know, kind of poked me as I was listening to it and I was kind of going through, all right, well, I've been in situations before where, um, you know, I thought I could change somebody or I thought she would, you know, and she didn't, but I, it it comes with being smart and listening and really getting out of the ego, because if this person is saying they're not, they're not in that space, then you have to make that choice. Do I stay? Do I go? Or do I, how much am I going to invest? And so we have to, we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our emotions, but do it with, you know, balance, but also we got to listen to people mm-hmm. and, 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 and don't turn into the, you, you know, your, you, your heart can't pump Kool-Aid. Like you're a real person, you know, mm-hmm. don't be a savage afterwards. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's cause it's like, you're going back to the same stuff um, that you're perpetuating. Um, and it's just like, what did you learn from? What did you, how are you, how are you growing? So when I, that, that's what I took when I, when I hear that, um, I mean, the brother was hurt. Yeah. Brother was hurt. I've been there. The brother was hurt, but like, you can come out of that and be a better person. Yeah. I like what you said there. Like you need to read the room and, and there were probably signs that, that she was not exclusively into him. But, you know, when we see ourselves as the prize, we can arrogantly wonder, like, why not? And uh, and so, yeah, I, I can see that. The other observation I want to make, Darren, is because, again, you and I have been talking for a minute. You've been doing the work, man. I, I see it. I, I hear it in your conversation. You've been doing the work. And so I just want to. Thank you. I want to just congratulate you on, on that because I, I know it's, I know it's been a journey. Um, so with that said, because we got like 20 minutes for this series left, so I'm just I'm just going in, and we can have that we can have this talk. I'm I'm sure. Um, would you say that you've ever been a savage? No, in relationship. <laughs> Unequivocally, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I've been a savage. I feel like, no, I mean, to to be fair, um, I feel like 
I mean, there have been instances where I have not always led with integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, if you've, you're a, you're, you're in your twenties, you're young, you're, you know, uh, not that you have to have a roster, but this is what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, and just like, there's a lot of unlearning. And I think we've, we've talked about this before. Um, but I had to do a lot of, it wasn't too much unlearning, but it was just really having to, 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 to look at, you know, self-examine. Um, but no, I wouldn't say I've been a savage. I don't, I don't even like using that word. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have had dating experiences that went well, some that didn't go well. Um, you know, hurt is involved, whether I've been hurt or, uh, you know, she's been hurt, but I never, I didn't move with a negative intentionality to be hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's where, you know, and that's what I've really had to chew on and really figure out, okay, how do I, how do I date better? How do I even, how do you date? Cause a lot of us don't even know how to date. Right. Talk about um, and how do I, you know, there's dating and there's situationships and then there's, it's like, okay, so where are you fitting? Um, you know, and there's, there's space in this, in this dating world to be in the gray area. Um, I've talked to plenty of friends, you, you know, just being in the gray. Um, one of my, one of, one of my, my line brothers is we've had extensive conversations about being in the gray and getting some really good advice from him, um, as a husband and father. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to make hardcore decisions when you're, when you're dating, who do you, how do you want to show up? And, you know, sometimes we just show up for fun uh, because, Hey, it's, it's low frills. It's nothing exclusive. I've been that person. I've, you know, dated sisters that were, Hey, we're not exclusive. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, I don't want to, I never wanted to lead with that, that savage, that savage energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I got those stories from, from some of my other friends. So uh, I'll, I'll let them hold those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that because a lot of what I've talked about throughout the series as well is our Christian ethic should cross over into our relational ethic. But oftentimes the two live in separate worlds, right? We have what we believe as Christians and what how we believe we ought to show up and what we know to be ethical. But then when it comes to these matters of the heart, these matters of romance, relationship, sex, we can tend to show up in totally different ways. And 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 that for me is problematic. Um, let me see if I can get this. Uh, Andrea is back. Let me see if see how this works. Hey, Andrea. OK, is this better? That is better. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Cause I've been, I've been, I've been ready to get in this conversation. I've been here like I'm like jump double dutch. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Come on in here. So real quick, introduce yourself. City Point knows you, but just real quick, introduce yourself. Hey y'all. Uh, I'm Andrea Clark Horton. I am a, I'm an attorney. That's, but I'm a nonprofit um, management executive now. I am a PhD student in religion and psychology, and I am a mommy 
to a nine-year-old little boy. And oh, all that, I'm overjoyed to be here. I've been here for the whole series now, and this is, I'm just so excited. Thank you, Pastor D. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. What what have you been holding that you wanted to say? And I got so many things for you too. Yeah, so many things. I, I love that um um the bro tales. I, I've been listening to what you all have been saying, and I thought something that Darren um said a little bit ago was so key. It's kind of like uh is uh, this gentleman on the on that interlude on that part of the album is jumping from like well I was playing around too but now I want to be serious so like it's almost like the expectation is like he's the one that holds the 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 power um I, I'm thinking I've been thinking a lot uh, the last few weeks about something that uh, Pastor Thurston said the first this first session about um um men men uh knowing that there's a numbers game right and so that they're more available you know men than i mean more available women than there are men and so that that gets them to play and so that gets you into a mindset of like you said pastor d i'm the prize and so when i'm ready as a man then she got then she got to be ready she got to realize like all this stuff that i'm giving up um she she got to want to settle down too and what i what i you know, we don't talk about roster. What I've what I've told some of the guys that I've dated is like you got to remember that men are not the only one with options, right? And so just because you come to this uh, this clarity, this cl this clarity about where you want right now, if the communication is not ongoing, we hate having those those conversations about what where are we. Or what are we doing? Or how are we thinking about this? And you lead with an assumption, well, that because this is what I want and I, you don't know, you know I'm a player and I'm giving up all this stuff for you. You got to be ready to settle down with me. Like, you can miss me with that, sir. She pulled a you on you. <laughs> Andrea, you mentioned rosters, right? Which is the song that comes up right after this. Um, it makes me realize that rosters are nothing new. It's it's not like, you know, the Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z women have, like, have all of a sudden invented this new, this new notion of, like, having, uh, having multiple men that they date. This is, this is centuries old, if not millennia old. Um, so, but I want to talk about, like, in framing it from a Christian standpoint, like, are rosters ethical? And I know you can speak to this. Are they ethical? And if so, are there ethics within on how to function and function with rosters? Right. I don't think there's anything inherently unethical about a roster. When I listened to um, the song, I kind of chuckled. That was my first uh, my first reaction. But um, the, the, my second reaction was like, um, she's just telling you that she's that she's operating kind of in a, in a in an ethical way like she's telling you that you're not the only person that I'm seeing um and so if if you want to if you want to interact with me in this way and get to know me in this way knowing that I'm not really trying to not have a roster and you're not going to be the only person taking up my time 
then to me, you know, that's that's reasonable, right? Um, as long as you are continuing to communicate, I do think that one of the things that that I've encountered um, in dating. Now, I was married for a long time. I was married for 16 years. I've been divorced now for three years, um, and these 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 dating streets ain't that ain't nothing. I ain't, it ain't nice out here. <laughs> but one of the things that I've encountered, though, um, is that I, I've, especially with men, because I'm I'm in my late 40s, mid 40s, especially with men my age, a little bit older. Um, a lot of them have stopped the, like, just telling you what you want to hear. They'll tell you, like she said, well, I'm I'm. You know, I'm dating or I'm seeing other people and I'm or I'm sleeping with other people. I'm sleeping with people. You're not you know, you're not the only person I'm spending time with. Um, but then when you know that somebody is developing deeper feelings for you. And you are not going to say, look, I, I, I feel like you are developing some feelings for me and I'm, I'm not there with you. I just want to remind you that, like, that's not where I am. And you don't stop the relationship at that point you continue because i've i've been in this situation now i've had a little roster and there's been some 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 people i've had to cut off because i can tell you want more from this than what i want and we could continue to interact in this way if you want to do that but it's not going to come to the end that you want and so because I knew that they were going to continue to engage with me in that way in hopes that I would change my mind, I stopped it. And a lot of the guys that I've dated where it's been the reverse situation, they will not. To me, that's unethical. When I've said to you that I love you and I want to settle down and you're like, that's just not where I am, but we can continue kicking it. To me, that's unethical. You ought to, at that point, not be thinking about how much longer can I get what I want from this person, but we're not on the same page. And because of that, you know, I need to I need to pull back. You raised something I think is really important and interesting, like the get what I want aspect of it. And I, I want to raise two things. I think roster starts to border on unethical. <clears throat> when the purpose of it is so that I can get certain goods, a variety of goods and services from various people to fulfill my life's needs, right? So this is my, um, this is my, um, I can live with her woman or I can live with him man. And then this is my buy me stuff woman or my buy me gifts man and then this one over here is my just have a good time put it down person like i think then we start getting into what i would argue is the unethical part when these multiple people are not because i'm viewing the landscape before making a decision on who i want to be with but instead i'm using multiple people to get the things that i want um, they put me up on this phrase or, or this um, this title a couple of weeks ago in the wind down session that I knew nothing about. Um, these people that, that they refer to as hobo sexuals. Um, mm -hmm. 
So the homosexual <laughs> is like the person who like, does not have things of their own, but yep. they basically trade intimacy for like a place to stay. And it needs to be men or women. Yep. And so I think that's unethical. The second thing, I do think that if you are in a relationship where, um, like, like for instance, if you're married, you're in a relationship where the two of you have made a commitment to exclusivity to each other. I think there the roster is unethical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. Absolutely. I mean, there's I think there's such a thing as ethical non-monogamy and open relationships. That's another topic for another day. Um, but once it is whenever you are um, you are if you have to think about like uh, and remind yourself um, that, well, I told her that this is who I am. And so she just going to have to deal with it. Um, and she's she knows she knew that she knew it from the beginning. She knew it from jump that this is what that this and she's still she's saying that she's got feelings now. I can't help that. Anytime you start having those internal conversations or having those conversations with your boy, like you you've ventured off into something else. Anytime you've made a committed promise to somebody and then you're outside of that committed promise doing some of the things that you promised you'd only do with your committed partner with other people then you're on or in ethical ethically unsound territory right um and i can say as somebody who's um still fairly new to the to the dating game again um having had a roster of folks you know part of the reason i maintain that roster of folks uh was to buffer Right. I started to realize that I was trying to buffer because there were some people who were on the roster where if if they would have just I keep saying if they would have just act right. They told me from the beginning that, you know, it's okay that you date multiple people because I'm not trying to be anything serious. But then we spend time together and we do everything like we're in a relationship. And in my mind, it's like I wish it could just be you that I'm doing this with. But because he don't want to do that. I'm gonna keep seeing other people so that I can create this emotional buffer between between me and him so that I don't fall too hard. Um, and that it doesn't hurt as badly when um, we have to inevitably break things off. And I think that one of the things that is it, Evan is saying about the responsibility on both parts for you to be um, honest with yourself and the other person to be honest with you, like that honesty of with the self and to believe what people, to believe what they are saying, despite what he's doing, believe what he's saying. And um, he said that he's, he said that to me. So I, I build up this, this roster of other people that I really care about, but then you start to border on unethical territory when some of those folks are genuinely interested in being more than just a casual dating situation with you. And, you know, you just using them to kind of pad, pad the feelings. That's good. What's it? I, uh, we got, we got just, uh, just like two minutes late. Darren, excuse me, two minutes left. Darren, what's it like in the dating in these dating streets for uh, for single guys? Because I was talking to some single women on the wind down last week, and I asked them if the dating street for them is like the like store closing sale at Marshalls, and and they told me no. It's like 
the store closed and sale at the Dollar Tree, uh, which just had, which just had me on the flow. So, uh, as a single guy, what what's these dating streets like, like for single guys? No, I I think um, I, I keep hearing there's there's pee in the pool. I just had this conversation with with my um, close friend the other day um, as we were kind of talking through some of her stuff. Um, but I mean, just kind of what we just came off of that 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 uh, that roster piece. I mean, you can choose to be a Nola darling or not. Um, you know, you can get pieces here and there. Um, so there's still like, I still see that, you know, happening in dating. Um, that's not how I move, but I mean, I'm also, I'm in Atlanta. So, um, dating in Atlanta is, it's very accessible. Um, but even now how dating is different, you just swipe it. Right. So that kind of takes away, I feel like some of the, <laughs> the interaction in the real old school, let's get to know each other, let's communicate, let's talk, you know, being present because now you swipe, you're, you're skipping steps. So um, I would say dating has become a little bit more, I'd say it's become more accelerated. Um, I, and I don't think that, I think there's always been, you've just always had people forever who you just shouldn't date or people that shouldn't be dating period. Um, so I don't know if the pool is any worse now. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, it's, it, it, it's dating has just become, it can be, it's become more fun, if you will. Um, you know, I, you know, for myself, um, you know, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a little weird too. So uh, you have to be very careful. And, you know, it's still, there's still good people out here. Um, I, I've always felt that even if I've had a, a bad experience, you know, unlike this other guy who I'm guessing went back to savage mode, it's like, okay, what did I learn from that? Um, and I still have hope that, you know, there's somebody, a sister that, you know, I could meet. And we can, you know, partner, hold hands, kick cans, be married, do all that great stuff. Um, but, the, you know, there's still hope. And I, I feel like, um, you know, you got to stay positive. You have to stay positive. And so dating is dating is also it's what you make it. You know, um, if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not putting yourself out there in the right places um, and you're also not doing the work to be, you know, available to date, um, then it's going to be bad. I mean, I've therapy, we've talked about therapy before. Um, therapy has helped me, you know, grow and address, you know, trauma that I didn't even know I was still dealing with that was impacting, you know, relationships. So um, I'd say dating is still, it's, it's, it's still good. Um, but you just have to be committed to showing up and being that the best whole person that you can be. And that's, that's what's really been helpful for me and not looking to see, okay, this is a transaction. What can I get from this person? Um, and we have to be real about that. 
And I appreciate that. I so appreciate it. That's a that's a great place to, to stop. Um, we got just a couple minutes left, but thank you guys so much for, for being with us. Um, um yeah, you guys hit this topic exactly how I was hoping to hit it. So at some point, why don't y'all just go up go up in the chat, say thank you to Reverend Andrea Clark Horton, say thank you to Darren Armstrong for being with us. And um, we got a couple of closing things for service, and then I'm gonna let you guys go so that you can get um, you can get over to um, to our grief uh, grief counseling uh, group session. Um, again, thank our guests so much. 